Trash Can presents the best of your mama jokes. Yo mama's so fat when she skips a meal, the stock market drops. Yo mama's so fat that when she talks to herself, she makes a long distance phone call. Yo mama's so stupid, she climbed over a glass wall to see what was on the other side. Yo mama's so stupid, she thought a quarterback was a refund. Yo mama's so poor, Nigerian princess wire her money. Yo mama's so ugly, she walked into a haunted house and walked back out with a job application. This has been the best of Yo Mama jokes. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Chris, man, it's episode number 10. Nine? Ten. It's actually 10. Nine? It's number 10. It is 10? Yeah. It is 10. See, that's that's what I'm saying. Time be flying when you're having fun. Anyways, but we all um, are very happy that you're with us. And I can't even believe we're in 10, bro. Like, it just still blows my mind. It just seems like just yesterday we were turning over the new leaf to season two and all this other stuff. But anyways, I digress. So welcome to the Donut Box podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. We appreciate you listening and checking us out. And uh, if you're an existing OG, well, welcome back. And uh, we appreciate all you. So, uh, Chris, you want to get us started with uh, the old-fashioned donut there? Yeah, and we have to put a disclaimer. We probably should have said at the beginning, this is not how we feel about anybody's mom. Well, some moms. I'm just kidding. But we can't say that about that. We can't say, you know, yo mama joke. Do you remember back in the day whenever Mr. T made that commercial and they were, like, uh, talking about each other's moms, and they were doing the yo mama jokes, and he was like, hey, 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 when you disrespect one mother, you disrespect all mothers. And they was like, treat her right. Yeah, then he broke out into the song, the treat her right song. <laughs> yeah, I think we actually posted that for Mother's Day on our Trash Can TV page, so. But anyways, sorry, going back to the old-fashioned donut, we have a special story for you guys, and uh, being teenagers with not a lot of money and no cars during this time, we didn't have much to do. And in good old Augusta, Georgia, there was not much to do there. But we did have one place that we liked to go. It was called Adventure Crossing. And Adventure Crossing is no longer there anymore, uh, sad to say. Uh, but it was a place where you could go for go-karts and fun and arcade games. Right, Micah? Yeah, it was a pretty cool place. I remember it started off as a place called Funsville. But Funsville, I, I guess the management wasn't too great. And it was a pretty run-down place to begin with. Um, like, I remember going a few times. They had, you know, go-karts, putt-putt. I think eventually when Adventure Crossing took over, like they closed down for a little bit, then Adventure Crossing took over. Then they put in like laser tag and kind of upgraded it a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, I mean, it was very noticeable from the highway. They had a plane kind of suspended. At one point, it looked like it was, like, crashing into it. And then when the ownership changed, it just looked like it was flying. But it was, pretty, it was a pretty cool place. Um, but, yeah, we went there. And, our, I mean, our favorite thing, I would say, was probably go-karts. That was at least my favorite thing. Yeah, who wouldn't love the go-karts? And their laser tag was, like, on point before... Adventure Crossing came when it was Funsville. It was just the poor man's Chuck E. Cheese because they had a, like a little animatronic show just like Chuck E. Cheese. But they really upgraded Laser Tag, man, and it was awesome. And I remember actually getting kicked out because they thought I was running and there was no running. But anyways, that's another part. But yeah, so we got on the go-karts, right? And I think it was one of those days where we just bought like the wristband to where you had like two hours of fun and you could just go on the go-karts. And back then, you know, parents used to just drop their kids off at 
the mall and at these places and be like, all right, I'll pick you up in a couple hours. Nowadays, parents don't really do that because times have changed. So we were riding on the go-karts and I remember uh, there were a couple of the go-karts. They weren't working properly. I remember some of them, they weren't very fast. And then some of them didn't have brakes on them. And uh, I'll let Micah take over this. <laughs> or the brakes were very, yeah, or the brakes were very, very limited. I'll just say that. So we we were on these go-karts and, you know, of course, I wouldn't say we were, you know, bad kids on these go-karts or like we weren't like crashing intentionally a lot or anything like that. Um, but I just remember we went around and went around and it was weird because in this particular case, I remember Chris actually pointed this guy out and was like, Hey, I know that guy. I know that guy. That's like one of my classmates dad. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. And so we, you know, rode around the track or whatever. Well, Chris, happens to get the nice car that doesn't have brakes or the brakes decided to fail. And I'll just put it to you this way. So, and it was kind of one of these go-kart tracks, you know, is the typical thing. But when you came in, it was a straightaway when you came in. Like when you came in to park the cars, they'll, you know, they would flag you over and like, okay, time to park them. And it was, I mean, it was a straightaway. And so with no brakes, I mean, Chris was going full speed. And, you know, from somebody who's also been to Adventure Crossing and has had no brakes in their go-kart, it hurts whenever you hit. I mean, it's like, ah, crap, I'm about to hit the crap out of this person. I hope they're ready for it. And that's pretty much all you, all you get. And so you just slam into that person. Well, Chris ends up slamming into that person and go ahead and let him know what happened when you slammed in. Well, that's not actually what happened. What really happened was somehow, some way, I guess uh, the guy, we'll name him Mr. Rice because that's his name. Uh, and that's why we call him Mr. Rice because uh, that was the last name of the kid that I knew. And I actually knew that kid from elementary school. And I was now in middle school. So this has been a couple of years since I seen him. I was like, yeah, that's Mr. Rice. Somehow, some way, Mr. Rice and another kid were like bumping uh, each other. And the rule was like no bumping. And somehow he like either missed a turn or he spun out. And there was like a big like NASCAR wreck. And I couldn't really stop because I was like, and I couldn't swerve around him. So I like hit the dude like head on. Like it was pretty bad uh, from the like getting hit from the go-kart, it's like whiplash. And so I could just like, and I remember like hitting him and I kind of drove around him. And I remember he just looked at me and he was like, what the F? Like, he was like, what the F? Like throwing up his hands and like, I get it. He probably just sees this kid like just slam into the back of him was probably pissed off. So, you know, they line everybody up at the, uh, the starting line to bring everybody in. And I remember trying to, about to exit my go-kart and then what happened, Micah? I don't like this part of the story. I'm just gonna disclaim that right now because I was a bad friend. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it right now. Um, and we we've talked through it. We've worked through it. We good. But yeah. So what ended up happening was Mr. Rice gets out of that gets out of his go kart. And I mean, <clears throat> I turn around because I'm already out of my go kart and left. And I mean, he wasn't letting Chris get up out of this go kart. Like he was towering over him and he was just yelling at him about how he had back problems and all this other stuff. And what did I do? I just stood there. I didn't even, I didn't even try to go help. And uh, how terrible of me. But yeah, he just stood over you. Crazy that an adult would do that to a kid. Because I mean, I, you know, we said we were teenagers. I think we were like ten or eleven. I don't think we were teenagers yet. Eleven, twelve, thirteen. We weren't full on teenagers yet. But I just remember being like, 
oh crap like this dude was like towering over me and like i try, was like trying to get up and like he wouldn't like let me get out of the go-kart he's just yelling at me and like b i wasn't gonna say my bad bro i didn't have any breaks i was just like okay and like he just like yelled at me and i just sat there i just see micah like just staring and i could see the turmoil within him he's like should i go over there should I not go over there? But I mean, you were 12. I mean, think about the the mindset of a 12-year-old. You're not really thinking, what am I going to do? Like, what am I going to do? Fight this guy? See, hindsight 2020, I was a big 12-year-old. You know what I mean? Hindsight 2020, if I knew how the world worked like it, like I do today, listen, if I would have went up and decked that guy at age 12 because he was towering over my friend, I'm in the right. So I, <laughs> it's all good. You know, it's it's just funny. But yeah, you're right. Mindset of a mindset of a 12 year old. All you see is, you know, most adults are authoritative figures, right? So you got this guy standing over your friend yelling. It's like you kind of just got to take the punishment at age 12. Or at least that's the thought process of where we were at at the time. But yeah, it was also like a different age too, because like you were taught, like if you know the adults are the authority figure, like you said. So you know, Michael Michael beats himself up about that, but I'm like, bro, we were 12, like. You had no control over it. It's all good. I remember a couple, we went to Adventures Crossing a couple times and played some arcade games, and our friend uh, Tay-Tay broke the basketball machine one time. I remember that. <laughs> oh, and he got so scared. I remember he um, – it was one of these, like, kitty basketball machines, and he decided he wanted to dunk on the dang thing uh, a lot because, you know, easy score. You get all these tickets because you just – you're getting all these points. And so he ends up, if I remember correctly, he backed up a little bit and then he ran and then he jumped and like pulled the rim down and everything. Well, it started, you know, this big old alarm sound and I've never seen that dude run so fast. He went straight to the bathroom too. It was funny. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a pretty cool place. Uh, their laser tag was like state of the art and it was pretty cool. Like Especially even back for then. the time. Yeah, yeah, and they, I'm gonna. They still use gonna, it now, right? I think so. I mean, I've been to other laser tag places, and the course has been less than. And it, like you could tell, it was designed by the same people, but you could tell that Adventure Crossing. I mean, they probably paid a good because it was two stories. I mean, it was two levels. Like literally, it was two levels. It was a pretty cool thing. Um, and then I remember we were those annoying kids that in the introduction videos with all the rules and everything like that. Every time it was like no pregnant women, Chris and I would look at each other and go, Chris, and he'd be like, Micah, <laughs> every time. Um, <laughs> so we were we were those kids at Adventure Crossing. This guy offered us dip one time when we were watching one of those yeah, videos. He did. And we were like 12, and we were just looking at each other like, what the heck? Like, no, nah, we're good, man. The kid had to been like 17. And we were just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember, and especially because at that time, you know, we were really straight-laced, you know, you know, really, really Christian kids. So, like, dip, that's essentially a drug, right? Like, that's essentially how I looked at it. Like, he's offering us drugs pretty much at this point. So I was like, yeah, no, no, thank you. And just thinking about mine, like, yeah, you stay away from that guy. <laughs> Crazy stuff, man. Well, we are going to jump into our jail report, which is our jelly donut. And, buddy, I got some great stories from uh, Florida today. Most of them are from Florida. Two of them are from Georgia, but we got we love our Florida people, so we got some good stuff. Yeah, shout out, shout out Florida, man. I really wish that they would come, you know, and um, sponsor us for our Jelly Donut segment. We could just say sponsored by the state of Florida or something. I mean, I don't <laughs> – 
you know, for vacation purposes or something. Yeah, exactly. All right, this first one. Uh, a man robbed a diner in Georgia with a pitchfork. He was a 50-year-old man. He left the pitchfork behind while carrying the cash register out the door. Uh, but here's the sweet part of the story. Two restaurant workers used the pitchfork to smash the windows of the robber's truck as he fled, but he got away. So could you imagine he was like holding up a... I guess he maybe took a hostage and like had him at fork point. Maybe? <laughs> fork point. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to. I was to trying to. I was trying to think myself what that would be, and yeah, it came. Yeah, right as you said it, same thing came to my mind. But yeah, to fork point. That's crazy. Yeah, at least they got their revenge back. They <laughs> smashed it, the windows, yeah. and. So did they ever catch the guy? Did it say they catch him? Obviously so, because it was in the jail report, so they did. I didn't get any details of what the guy's name was or anything like that, but yeah, they definitely caught him. Yeah, so this next one, uh, a guy stole $105,000 worth of coffee. So what he did was was he stole something, uh, actually a trailer from a, from a truck company, um, and it was filled with Folgers Coffee. And it was worth more than $139,000, according to the news report. But my thing is, is like, how is he going to get rid of all that? You know what I mean? Like, sell all that stuff. That's a lot of coffee. Well, and you got to think about this, too. That's a, like you said, how are you going to sell all that? And even if you do, if you're trying to sell it in bulk and things like that, the people who you are going to be buying in bulk are probably going to be a little suspicious why some random dude has a trailer full of Folgers here that he's selling when normally it's a distributor and a more, uh, you know, it's going to seem a little jank. The best part of waking up is someone stealing your truck. Just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, yeah, at least he would have been like jacked up to, you know, drive a whole bunch away and not really have to sleep because he's got all that caffeine. There you go. All right. These next ones are from the state of Florida. All right. A Florida man arrested on allegations that he used COVID relief money to buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> a Florida man was arrested and charged with fraudulently obtaining $3.9 million in paycheck protection program loans and using those funds in part to purchase a sports car for himself. Authorities seized a $318,000 Lamborghini and $3.4 million from bank accounts at the time of arrest. The complaint alleges that the, the guy saw approximately $13.5 million in those loans through applications to an insured financial institution on behalf of different companies. The complaint alleges that Heinz caused to be submitted fraudulent loan applications that made numerous false and misleading statements about the company's respective payroll expenses. The financial institution approved and funded approximately $3.9 million in loans. The complaint further alleges that within days of receiving these funds, the guy purchased a 2020 Lamborghini sports car for approximately $318,000, which he registered jointly in his name and the name of one of his companies. In the days and weeks following the disbursement of the funds, the complaint alleges that he did not make payroll payments that he claimed on his loan applications. He did, however, make purchases at luxury retailers and resorts in Miami Beach. Man, my man worked the system hard. Yeah, he did, except he didn't do it correctly. He should have washed that money. You know what they say? If there's blood out of that money, you still got to count it. No, I'm just joking. But he he didn't do it quite right there. 
Um, but I can't believe he did that with PPP loans. Now, I have wondered when, you know, COVID came out and the whole payment protection loans came out and things like that, how many business owners were going to really abuse that because it seemed like it was something that was really easy to abuse. And in, in this case, it sounds definitely, I mean, this guy got millions. I mean, and didn't seem like it was that hard. I mean, he literally just went through several different entities and, you know, it didn't seem like it was that difficult to get that much money. Well, even with the unemployment, man, it was so easy to get that money. A lot of people were just like quitting their jobs or claiming that they got fired so that they could get unemployment from COVID. And it was it was nuts. That system was very easy to work. Yeah, heck yeah. Well, I'm just glad that they they caught him because, uh, you know, that, that's not good. What most people don't understand is those PPP loans. I mean, that's that's just our tax dollars getting recycled. So it's anyways, we can get off that. But yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> Bought a Lamborghini. That's not going to tip them off, right? Yeah, my hard-earned tax dollars, man. I'm telling. This isn't what fries my donuts, but it is hard for a single person. And what I mean by single is someone that's not yet married and that doesn't have kids, bro. The government does not like you at all because you'd be paying some taxes, bro. You'd be paying some taxes. But anyways, on to the next story. This happened in Daytona Beach. Hey, Uncle Tim. Uh, no, my uncle Tim did get arrested, but my uncle Tim lives in that area. All right, a Florida felon wanted for violation of probation was arrested after sheriff's deputies in the county were notified that he was streaming on Facebook Live. Officials said the live stream showed that uh, Mr. Timothy, age 25, was streaming a video of himself driving to driving a south side jet ski and renting a watercraft. The Facebook video also showed. Uh, a public safety officer approach and arrest him. The sheriff's office said that they had advised that Munford was known to be armed with a handgun with an extended magazine. Bro, if you're on probation, you don't need to be posting Facebook Live stuff, and if you're running from the cops, that's stupid. Man, that's... I don't understand why that's dumb stuff. I remember... I We had this dude in high school who was actually on the run from the police like that, and he did the same thing. He, he went... It was actually right when Facebook was doing live, and this was like, you know, 2015 or whatever. And what they do, they count. It's like the most obvious thing. Why don't you just, you know, show up to the police station and go, here I am, go ahead and arrest me. Here, I got this gun with an extended mag, and I'm on probation right now, and I'm a felon. Like, why would... It just doesn't make any sense. It's just, it's funny how dumb some of these people can be. Yeah, it's ridiculous, man. People just don't use their common sense, and... But that's, anyways. So, I mean, I'm kind of glad that they don't, because you know, if criminals did, you know, a lot more people would be getting done over. So I'm glad that, uh, glad that they're kind of dumb there. But anyways, all right, you're gonna enjoy this next one. Uh, deputies arrested a Florida man uh, who was a supporter of Donald Trump with a misdemeanor charge after they said he punched a Joe Biden fan in the face over a quarrel over their yard signs. Oh boy, politics will get you riled up. Uh, it reports that uh, Mr. Tony is charged with misdemeanor battery after the sheriff's deputies say he punched his 48-year-old neighbor, Mr. Joseph, outside their homes in the city. According to court records, uh, Mr. Tony had pulled up uh, Mr. Joseph's Biden sign and tossed it into the yard. And Tony told reporters he did it because uh, Mr. Joseph had put up his sign to block the Trump sign. Uh Tony confronted Mr. Joseph and then, uh, actually, no, Joseph confronted Tony and then Tony punched him in the face 
And they, I don't know, it's kind of a he said, she said thing that uh, they're saying the Biden guy swung first and the, the Trump guy or the Biden guy is saying Trump guy swung first. I mean, all this over politics. It's absolutely ridiculous. Man, it sounds just like um, Obama McCain. I remember Obama McCain stuff like that happened all the time. Somebody living in the South and quarrels over politics like that. You know, it's it's just crazy. In, in my personal opinion, yeah, you can get all heated up about politics, but why go punch somebody over it? I, I, I've never been that riled up about politics. Do you remember, um, I don't know if you remember, but there used to be this uh, website called GameSloth, and on there were some presidential games, and you, you could be John Kerry and beat up John McCain, or you could be John McCain and beat up uh, John Kerry. And that was great. It was funny because it was like a boxing match. And so you got to pick your player. And well, you also got to uh, do a game called Bush Shootout where you could shoot out all the Iranian terrorists. And then your sidekick was Condoleezza Rice. So I don't know. Either that or or Carl Rove. I think Carl Rove was one of the episodes or one of the levels too where he was one of your sidekicks. Uh, GameSloth was great. One more I'm going to throw in there. There was another one where it was like a political map and they made it um, like interactive. So like if you wanted to do like a mudslinging campaign, there would literally be a dude and he would take mud and he would sling it on the state. It would, you know, show what that did. And it was, they had some goofy games on there, but I remember I killed a lot of time on that website. Yep. Great, great stuff. So we're going to move into our donut hole. And Micah, I got a game for you, buddy. I love games, except when I don't know the answers. Oh, man. You tried to get me with geography a couple weeks ago. Well, I got one for you. I'm going to give you a wrestling trivia, but it's wrestling and pop <laughs> culture. So you don't have to have watched any wrestling at all uh, as long as you you probably know a lot of these people. They're pretty famous wrestlers in pop culture um, and some of the stuff that they did. So just try your best is all I have to say. Yeah, yeah, no worries. We got you. All right. Uh, first question. Do you like the Rocky movies? Yeah, I like the Rocky movies. Have you seen all the Rocky movies? Um, besides, like, the newer ones. I think they came out with two newer ones in the 2000s, and I don't think I watched the ones from the 2000s. Okay, well, if you've seen the originals, you should be fine. Okay, first question. In Rocky Three, Rocky Balboa fought which wrestler in a charity match? A, Ricky Steamboat. B, Hulk Hogan. C, Ultimate Warrior, or D, Macho Man, Randy Savage? Wait, okay, hold on. Run run those through again. So this is at the very beginning of Rocky Three. He fought which wrestler in a charity match? A, Ricky Steamboat, B, Hulk Hogan, C, Ultimate Warrior, or D, Macho Man, Randy Savage? Oh, you know, that's going to be... Why do I not remember this? Um... It wasn't Randy. It wasn't Randy Savage. It wasn't Macho Man Randy Savage, was it? Is that your guess? All right. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I think it is, but yeah. But it's actually Hulk Hogan. Oh, it was Hulk Hogan. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was Hulk Hogan because they called him Thunderlips in the in the movie. I gotta so. watch Rocky Three again, apparently. Yep. All right. Which wrestler was actually a former Olympic gold medalist? A. John Cena. B. Brock Lesnar, C. Kurt Angle, or D. Goldberg. Oh, didn't Brock? Brock wasn't in the Olympics, I don't think. Um, John Cena wasn't either. Who are the bottom two choices again? Kurt Angle or Goldberg? I'm going to guess Kurt Angle. 
You are correct. It is Kurt Angle, and he actually won the Olympic gold medal for actual wrestling. And so that was his whole shtick. He came to the WWE, and his whole character was like, I'm a real wrestler. You guys are fake, and I'm going to kick all of you guys in the butt. But hey, you got you got one right. All right, next one. Which one of these wrestlers has not starred in a major Hollywood movie? A, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. B, Dave Bautista. C, John Cena. Or D, Rey Mysterio. I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio because I don't, th- I don't think I've seen him in anything. You are correct. All the other three have been in major Hollywood movies. Uh, John Cena's been in a bunch. Of course, we all know The Rock's been in a bunch. And Dave Bautista was in Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, you're not doing too bad. Two for three. All right. Which wrestler left WWE to join UFC in 2008? A. Goldberg. B. Brock Lesnar. C. CM Punk. Or D. John Cena. Oh, it's Brock Lesnar all the way. Yeah, I I remember us watching Brock Lesnar, and you were like, that guy talks a lot of crap. And it's like, yeah, he came from the WWE. What do you expect? Yeah, that was some of my favorite things. I don't know why I have that vivid memory of him standing in the ring, and he's like, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to drink a Coors Light. That's a Coors Light, because Bud Light doesn't pay me nothing. And, I, yeah, I don't I don't know why. I love Brock Lesnar, or at least from back in those days. I, I don't know. How is he? I know he kind of just wrestles now and kind of makes a cameo every now and then sort of deal, but. Oh, yeah, he's still wrestling, man. I've seen him live, dude. He's, he's, he's a big dude. Big dude, but he's funny. He's great on the mic. Still the same old Brock. Uh, All right. Next one. Which wrestler holds the record for most Make-A-Wishes granted? So the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Which one has the record for the most Make-A-Wishes granted? A, John Cena. B, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. C, Edge. Or D, CM Punk. I'm going to say John Cena. He seems like the kind of guy that would be Make-A-Wish, like have that number. Either him or The Rock, but I think John Cena. You are correct. It is John Cena, man. He actually not only holds the uh, record for the wrestler that's had the most, but like the all-time record for the most Make-A-Wishes. So good job. He's, I've heard he's a pretty good guy. Like, I mean, I've heard he's he's in a lot of charities and stuff like that. At least that's the reputation he has. Oh, yeah. He's the poster boy, golden boy. All right. Next one. Which wrestler was the face of Slim Jim? So he was a big, like, spokesperson for Slim Jim. A- Ultimate Warrior, B, Kevin Nash, C, Macho Man Randy Savage, or D, Brett the Hitman Hart. I'm going to go with Macho Man on that one. Oh, yeah, brother. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of playtime. You're correct. (laughs) I just wanted to do my Macho Man impression. All right. You only got four more questions. Are you ready? Which WWE Hall of Famer currently has his own restaurant that serves wings? A, Sting, B, Ric Flair, C, Undertaker, or D, Hulk Hogan? I'm going to go with Hulk Hogan. You are incorrect. It's actually Ric Flair. Oh. He has his, he has the, yeah, the woo wings. Yeah, you you told me about that. You told me about that. It's just, it's hard because my mind always goes to Hulk Hogan first because he's got the marketing and it seems like he's, you know, he's got the, I think he's got some restaurants too and I think he's got some like souvenir shops and doesn't he have like some surf shops? down on the coast and some stuff i don't i don't know he's got he's got a big marketing thing going yep he sure does all right this one is a little pg-13 so kids cover your ears which wrestler posed for playgirl magazine in the late 90s 
A, Hulk Hogan, B, Brett the Hitman Hart, C, Shawn Michaels, or D, Undertaker? My guess is Shawn Michaels. You are correct, dude. Shawn Michaels, he's the, uh, the, the heartbreak kid. So, yep, you're correct. I really want to say that line from uh, Talladega Nights. Which one? I just want to let you know, Ricky, I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Concho for Playgirl Magazine. All right. Okay, two more left. All right, which wrestler played for the NFL on the Rams and the Falcons? A, Brock Lesnar, B, Goldberg, C, John Cena, or D, Andre the Giant? Oh, that's tough. I know that, um, see, it can't be, it can't be Brock Lesnar because he only played for one team. He played for Minnesota, but he only made their practice squad, I think. Who are the other choices? Goldberg, John Cena, or Andre the Giant? Not John Cena. Might have been Andre the Giant. Uh, I'll go with Andre the Giant. You're incorrect. It's actually Goldberg. He was a former NFL player. And then he became a wrestler. Not that I did not. Yeah. Not that I did not. You're doing great. You've only gotten two wrong. All right, last question. Which wrestler is now the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee? A, Glenn Jacobs, or his wrestling name was Kane. B, Mick Foley. C, Kurt Angle, or D, Eddie Guerrero. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with A. Glenn Jacobs, Kane. That is correct. He is now the mayor in Knox County, Tennessee. You did pretty good, man. And they'll beat you down. And, yeah, that's pretty great. And just a disclaimer, I, I really don't keep up with wrestling too much. I keep up with other sports. Um, Chris is really into wrestling here lately, especially, uh, yeah, that's something about him. He's been really into wrestling here lately. And then also um, action figures, too, which i got to get on that and see what you got so I can get you more. Heck, yeah, man. Well, you did pretty good. Like I said, you you have probably never had to watch any wrestling matches, but you knew all these from pop culture because most of these are pretty big names like John Cena, Sting, Ric Flair. Of course, everybody knows who those are, but we're going to segue in. Oh, I was just going to say Go there's ahead. not a lot of people I did not know, but there was a few. There was a few. Yeah, I tried not to make it hard at all, but I'm not that mean. Yeah, so we're going to segue into what fries my donuts and Micah. <laughs> What's got you fried up? What's got the fryers frying? Oh, I'm I'm on 10. We got the knob cranked off. You know what? I hate those special brand of idiots. You know what I'm talking about. We all deal with them all the time. They're lazy. They're inept. And then what do they do? Because you do what you're supposed to do, they're threatened. So they try to throw you under the bus. I can't stand that. I can't stand that, Chris. I've been getting that too much here lately where people are lazy and inept and then whenever they get called out it's like oh no no and then they try to pass the bucket no 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 it's your crap you get to clean it up and the the like the part that I really don't like you know it inadvertently even if you prove yourself like hey you know it was this guy it wasn't anything that I did it's still just even I don't know tell me if I'm wrong Chris but even your name being drug into the mix is not good. Like, even if they find out, like, hey, you didn't have anything to do with it, it's like, people have weird memories. I don't know what it is, but I've had it before to where I've had bosses, like, weren't you involved with that? And then you have some, like, disciplinary issues. It's like, no, nah, if you remember this happened, but still, you're already having to, like, defend yourself, and it's a weird thing. Have you, you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, I kind of know what you're talking about. Uh, Yeah, I don't like it because... Whenever you try to bring up that uh, that person 
is like, oh yeah, that person is not doing great, or they're lazy, and they're like, oh, well, that's just Kevin. You know how Kevin is, and they just basically give him a free pass, and you're like, bro, like, are we not gonna hold this fool accountable? Well, like, they give him a free pass, and then they give them more responsibility. Like, that's the crazy part to me, is so many times have I seen these people who can't even handle the lane that they're in and it's like oh no 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 let's give you something else too on top of it and i'm not just talking about work it does apply at work but you know i've had this happen you know in different areas of life i it just doesn't make any sense to me it's it's like i understand people sometimes feel threatened by other people but to try to throw them under the bus like i'll just give you an example so and this, this is a work example. So I had this guy at work, and he and I, like, I'm very cordial to him and very professional, as, as anybody should be. But he's the kind of guy that is very pushy. You know, he tries to make things happen. He wants you to say yes, even though he'll try to get you to do things that you don't necessarily have the power to do. And so then if you say yes, then he say, Oh, well you, you see, see Micah said yes. And you know, and then he tries to hold everybody to that standard. So he tries to weasel in that way. So like, if you fight, you have to fight against that on the other side, he's also not doing his basic of jobs, but he's putting so much effort into trying to throw everybody else off and like, see that guy is terrible. See that guy's not doing, he's supposed to see, look over here. This guy is terrible. What ends up happening is he's trying to make himself look good and get the attention off of himself. But the dumb part is if you just put the same amount of energy you put into trying to thwart people off of the fact that you're not doing anything or you don't know what you're doing, you could be learning it and you could be doing it. Like, with the same exact energy. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say this very quick. An, an analogy that I really like to say with this stuff, when I was a kid, you know, it was really dumb, but it's like my parents would tell me to vacuum the floor, right? How would they tell that I've actually vacuumed the floor? There's lines in the floor. You can tell when the carpet has been vacuumed. So what would I do? I'd get the vacuum out. Would I plug it in? Nah. All I would do is run the vacuum over and over to make these lines all in the carpet. Well, you know, now that I'm an adult, here's the dumb part. I went through all this effort to make these lines in the carpet when I could have just plugged the darn thing in and ran the vacuum and it would have done the same thing and I would have actually got it done. That makes too much sense. People want to be lazy and people don't want to do work and... Yeah, it's crazy how those people... It also stems from a insecurity issue, I feel like. Most of those people are insecure. And so they're like, if I can make somebody else look bad, then these people won't notice my insecurities or my shortcomings. And so it's all like, a, hey, smoke and mirrors. Don't look at me. Look at them. It's just, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. But yeah, that's what fries my donuts, man, is just... Uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there that, that are like that that will try to... You know, especially when they get into a tight spot themselves, they'll be really quick to point that finger to try to cover for themselves, you know, or just try to keep people off the trail that they, they're not very good. Uh, uh, that's why I like the Red Power Ranger, because my mom said that I'm a leader, and the Red Power Ranger's a leader, so I'm, I'm going to be the Red Power Ranger. They'd be like that, huh? You sound just like that coworker. All right, <laughs> should we? So, anything else to add on uh, what fries my donuts? You got anything else to fry up before we go to the mystery donut? I don't know. It seems like you're really fried up about that. I mean, me, I get what you're saying, but that's not one that like really pokes 
the or stokes the fire <laughs> for me. So uh, it's just it's just something I deal with. Um, I, w- I wouldn't say like all the time, but I will say this: there's a lot of places in life that have people in power that really shouldn't be there, you know, that are like directly around you or that control some sort of aspect of your life. And it just gets annoying after a while. Definitely. Oh yeah, man, for sure. I totally get it. But all right, man, but we're going to segue. Are we going to segue into our mystery donut? Yeah, let's do it. Let's segue into our mystery donut. So we've done free improv the last two weeks. We're going to make it a third. What do you think, Chris? We're just going to make it a third. This is our show. We can do whatever we want. That's the beauty yeah, of it. this is our show. You don't like it, get your own show. No, I'm joking. Um, all right. So, Mystery Donut, of course, is our improv segment. So, let's go ahead and pull an accent out of the hat. Ah, uh, we got New York. Oh, yeah. From Brooklyn. Can you just bleep me out? No, I'm joking. Um, and then, all right, the situation here or the scenario... Oh, they're out fishing. Oh, interesting. Do people in New York like fish? Is that a real thing? Um, you know, I've heard people go up to like upstate New York and they go fishing and hunting. Apparently, it's beautiful up there. It's all forest, and apparently, it's pretty cool up there. I don't, I don't know. I've never been up there. All right. Well, I guess I'll start. Hey, yo, Tony, have you seen my baba? It's over here bobbing. I see it bobbing in the lake, but when I'm reeling in my fishing rod, I don't see it pulling in. I must have got snagged or something. Oh, man. You know what I really hope you didn't get snagged on? I hope you didn't get snagged on Joey Bag of Donuts that we dropped over here last week. You know, I think this was kind of close to the spot in which we dropped them. I think so, too. I'm just trying to catch me one of those yellow Boston snappers. You know what I'm talking about? They're real prime. They're real juicy. Ooh. They just so juicy, so good, but you gotta fish with 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 stink bait, and I hate that stuff. It gets all over my hands. It smells like your cousin Marie. Oh, why are you talking about her? You know, she makes the best ziti in town. You need to watch your mouth with some respect. Listen here, Tony. Your cousin Marie snubbed me at the seventh grade dance. And you just don't do that. We were nice to her. We gave her family favors. Oh, listen. She don't owe you nothing. She was in the seventh grade. What are you doing, you stupid Gabon? Listen here, I'm about to owe you something, a knuckle sandwich, if you don't shut up and help me get my extra lure turned on here. Listen, all I'm saying to you, we need to talk business before we leave this stupid ass lake today. Listen here, I come out here on my day off. I'm not trying to talk about business. I'm over here trying to fish because my doctor said that my cholesterol level is too high, and you know what? The Cheerios ain't working, Tony. The Cheerios ain't working. I need to relax. You're gonna give me a freaking aneurysm. All I'm saying is we need to talk about who's gonna control West Hoboken when the freaking union comes in there and takes our 3%. That's all I'm telling you. Listen here, you let me worry about who's taking over West Hoboken. You shut up and you worry about catching a fish. You... And your stupid procrastination. You know what happened last time? That's the reason the whole entire ESCO deal went down. And the next thing you know, we don't have the cash in our freaking funds. And here we are sitting outside the, the sausage shop next week, all talking about how it fell through. Listen here, I've told you this a million times. I'm the brains, you the bronze. So zip your lip. You, you know what? I'm not even going to say what I'm about to say. Because this is a freaking family show, and I promised my wife Marie that I wouldn't cuss, and I made a promise at confessional that I would not cuss, and my freaking aneurysm, you're boosting my cholesterol. 
Listen, I already said ass. I don't know what the problem is. You and your your your, your commitments. But you know, you know, you know what? It's fine. You and your freaking aneurysm. We'll just freaking fish. How about that? Thank you. Can you shut up? Oh, I think I got one. All right. So that was our mystery donut. So I always love doing the New York accent, but I am going to be 100% transparent. It is really hard not to throw some words in there. But <laughs> that's what makes us talented. Knowing that we could make it dirty and cuss, but we don't because we look out for our viewers like you on PBS. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm glad you caught that little line. But yeah, we're going to segue into our uh, eclair, which is our positive advice. And I think it's my turn to go first this week. So I'm going to take it away. Um, so my advice is, and this is primarily talking in a work setting, but my advice is to don't burn bridges. Some bridges you have to burn because some people are toxic in your life. But don't burn bridges. And I'll tell you why. Because you never know when you're going to have to maybe walk through that door again. Um, and I'll give you an example. So back in 2016, I left United, uh, for, cause my dad got sick and, uh, I said to myself, Hey, I'm never going to work at United ever again, but I still left in a good way. I still gave my two weeks notice. I still showed up to every shift, still did all that stuff. Then come to find out three years later, I needed to go back to United again to get another part-time job. And they were welcoming me back they loved they were like hey you worked so good for us the first time you left great and we're gonna bring you back on and we're gonna pay you what you were making whenever you left which most places don't do that so you never know who you're gonna come back in contact with and so it's important for you to not burn bridges i know whenever you're like man f this place i'm gonna be out in two weeks uh i don't care about them and they can go eat my dust and it's like, man, maybe you shouldn't burn bridges because you never know what opportunities might open up for you. Or even if you don't work for that company, there might be some people that you might have to work with in the future. So you don't want to burn those bridges. Heck yeah. Side note, it is a very small world. I'm just going to piggyback off of what Chris said right quick. I kid you not. So something about my childhood, I lived in Germany. I was a military kid and lived in Germany, knew this girl. She lived across the street from me, went to the same school, went to the same church, all that stuff, you know, lived on the same base, all that good jazz. <clears throat> so fast forward 15 years, you know, let's see, 12, 15 years, something like that. And here I am sitting in a high school class, different country, Augusta, Georgia, right? And here comes this girl and she walks in and she just started the class. And you, you have to think about the odds of that, right? You, you knew somebody, 4,000 miles away, 15 years ago. And now, not only are they in the same town as you, they're in the same, like, sub-area of the town as you. Not just that, but they go to the same school as you. And that's pretty high, like, low odds that that would be a thing, too. Not just that, but now she's in the same class as you. Like, I don't know what the odds are to that, but you know what? It, you never know when somebody from 15 years ago and 4,000 miles away is going to walk through that door and you're going to go, holy crap, I'm glad I was nice to them. Um, but anyways, so my eclair for this week is about communication. Communication is very, very important and it's very, very under underrated and very undervalued in our society. And I just want to promote the, um, you know, how important communication is. Uh, very often it's easy to shut down and internalize our feelings and not just that but if you have a problem with somebody you don't want to upset them or offend them or you know sometimes we do want to upset them we do want to offend them and we know that those things aren't healthy so we hold back 
there's a way to effectively communicate those things, and a lot of these things need to be talked about. Because the thing is, if they're not talked about, they're just going to stir stew inside you. And you know what? It's it's going to create something, and it's going to create a problem in whatever relationship that happens to be. It it will take time, and it might not look like a problem at first, but it will manifest itself into a problem. So the thing is, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a coworker, whether it's to a boss, whether it's to a parent, whether it's to a child, whoever it may be, remember your words carry a lot of weight. They're very, very powerful. And, you know, I'm not going to say the old saying, but, you know, once the horse drops the manure, you can't put the manure back in. You know what I mean? It's the same thing about our words. Once you say it, you can't put it back. So just be very careful, but also be very precise in what you say. There are good ways to say things. There are bad ways to say them. Just be very mindful of how you communicate with each other. That's interesting you say that. Uh, I would say the toothpaste analogy but you know you went for a different route but that's okay bro that's okay yeah you're definitely right about that man we have had a great show uh you guys like us comment subscribe uh like us again and where can they go and find all of our stuff micah tvtrashcan.com tvtrashcan.com don't make me spell it out it's tvtrashcan.com yeah go on there we've been adding more stuff we redesigned for the new year which most of you have probably seen that uh we've had some pretty good web traffic man i mean the thing is we're not only getting good web traffic we're getting a lot of listens we're getting a lot of new listeners as well so we just appreciate all of that but yeah go like us subscribe to us we're on pretty much every social media except for twitter and um well and tiktok because uh we don't believe in that sort of thing um and then, yeah, so go follow us. We would love to interact with you guys, but uh, we've enjoyed it. Man, I think it's about time to take this donut box out of the trash. What do you think? Yeah, man, sign us off. All right, let's pitch it. I'm Micah. And I'm Chris. And this has been the Donut Box Podcast. We will see y'all next week. Yeah. Uh-huh.